and welcome to the Great Lakes Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, like the Facebook page, Great Lakes Sports Network. Uh, you can check out all of our past shows. We had uh, Anthony Iandi talking a little bit about Hate Week. Uh, we got Thomas Wright with us today. We're going to dive a little bit more into the X's and O's and uh, stuff we want to see. Uh, former Michigan State safety had some pretty good experiences in this rivalry. A couple not so good, but we'll... <laughs> We'll try to skip over those. Uh, but Thomas, how you doing today, sir? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad we uh, we get to do this again, and uh, looking yes, forward sir. to some of the insight. Um, all right, so I sent you a text message earlier, and I asked you if you heard Aiden Hutchinson's quote. Well, I want to check it out. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson basically said he plays for the Lions. He feels like he's kind of uniting the state, so he's just going to watch games. But other than that, he's going to more or less keep his mouth shut. That's kind of uh, rare coming from that side of the field mm-hmm. um, in regard to what you hear from U of M guys like, I don't know, just a couple examples off the top of my head, Braylon Edwards, Taylor Lewan, um, Mike Carr, not so much lately, but, uh, you know, obviously he had his uh, jabs in 2007 that kind of turned this in to more of a fan versus fan type of affair yep. in that aspect. What do you think of the way Hutchinson did it as opposed to the other two, I don't know, and just my own personal opinion, clowns? Well, I mean, I, I think he handled it the right way because if you go back in, you know, over the time, you've never really, I mean, I can't think of a name, but you never really seen a, a Spartan go out there and just talk bad about the opponent. You know, from my time playing with Nick Saban, you know, we were always taught never to give, another opponent, you know, uh, uh, some, some fire for them, to, some some stuff to, to put up on the wall so they can just look at it all week, you know, and, and prepare for us because, you know, you need any edge in this game, you know, and I, I think he did it the right way. I like how he did it because I'm, I'm rooting for him, you know, playing for the uh, for the Lions, you know. I don't I want to see him do good. So I think he handled it the right way. and He, had, he handled it the most, I guess I wouldn't say the, the – the best, the best out of it, but I, I would say he did, he did, he did right, man. He he didn't want to jump on one side, you know, because you know you got to think you got a lot of you got a lot of sparks rooting for the Lions too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously me being one of them, uh, glad to see he a couple other moves last week besides his uh, bull rush <laughs> that keep yeah. getting jerseys. But um, so you're in practice regularly. Um, have have you been over the last two weeks? No, actually, I haven't. Um, my my business is taking off, so I kind of had to take a backseat a little bit. You know, business hey, taking congratulations off. Congratulations there. I appreciate it, man. So yeah. I haven't been to practice lately, so um, I'm just on the outside looking in now. Yeah, well, uh, let me ask you about the schematic changes, though, because this is something that we've talked about. I think we talked about it in the off season. I think we talked about it like a month ago or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and now you're actually starting to see the changes. Is it just because Wisconsin that they decided to go for three, or is this something we can see moving forward? Do you expect to see it this weekend, given the fact Michigan's got two really good running backs and their quarterback's not been hitting the deep ball? Um, is this something you uh, expect to see a little bit more of, uh, you know, a standard defensive look? Well, yeah, I expect to see more because, um, first of all, it, it helps us you know, um, in the four three, we get more guys in the box. We got a strong safety that can come down in the box. But then it also helps us too, as far as pass wise. You know, if we plan, if we plan a, a four three, we can just jump into a quick cover two because I mean, I don't. I, Michigan, Michigan is going to try to come out and, and dominate the run off top. 
you know, and and that's what they're going to – I promise that's what they're going to base the beginning of the game off of unless they come up with some kind of, you know, flea flicker play or something. But they're going to try to establish the run. And if we can we if we can play a 4-3, that give us the edge to move people around and to get extra people in the box on the fly. I know we might we might want, we might want to show it. We might show like a cover two shell, but then again, we can always you know run that safety down, you know, to add add an extra person in the box because they're going to run the ball. I mean, that's the mo right now. Yeah, I mean, we look. I've I've talked like ad nauseum about the uh, versatility of Darius Snow, the versatility the versatility rather of Xavier Henderson. Mm-hmm. I think being able to be that box safety is. Mm-hmm incredibly underrated i'm not the biggest fan of henderson in coverage but his ability in the box he kind of reminds me of like uh dang kind of like a eric smith type i think where Mm -hmm. he might make a good linebacker you know when he gets into the league and have a good six to eight year career there yeah i mean yeah he's he's a big safety because uh i think he he might be the same size i was in college or bigger i think he might be bigger but um, but yeah, with, with him coming down, you know that add, that adds a bigger body down there too. Because one thing I would say, and I mean I don't, I don't watch too much Michigan football, but over the last couple of weeks I've I've been watching them, and they have a great line. Everybody talking about Corum and how he's running the ball, but you mm-hmm. got to watch, you got to watch the line. That 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 transfer they got from um, from I guess from Virginia, that center fifty five. Yeah, yeah, an all he, he was an all American last year. Or something. Yes, he he can play. I watched him, man, and, and I watched him against Penn State, uh, and he can play, man. So, so my thing is with Jay, Xavier coming down, adding another body in the box. I think that'll help us out a lot. But then again, too, we our D line just have to get our hands on those big boys because, um, like I say, they I think this Michigan team is probably better than the one they had last year. Yeah, it's uh, it's more balanced. I feel like exactly. if anything, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, what what does that do though in pass coverage? Because Michigan State secondary is, you know, not the greatest. Um, I'm a little higher on Chuck Brantley than a lot of other people are, just because yeah, I think he sticks with a man, but he's like four foot two, and so he <laughs> does get beat sometimes in that aspect, especially when you're going against Marvin Harrison Jr. But I think he's uh, I think he's been pretty good for this team. The rest of the secondary, well. <laughs> yeah, it's the rest of the secondary. So bringing, let's say you bring a guy like X into the box, how does that change, you know, how how do you defend uh, Michigan's receivers then well, from I mean, that standpoint? Because I think they've got the third best group in receivers behind Michigan State and Ohio State. Well, the thing about it too, we, so, okay, well, uh, I guess Bellamy didn't play last year. You know what I mean? So that's going to be new for our guys because he didn't play last year. But at the same time, I, like I've been saying, I think we just got to line up and play, man, because because Michigan want to run the ball. And I haven't seen Michigan's uh, receivers do anything, like, amazing this whole year. So, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm – I, pre- I think it would be a pretty good matchup, you know, just besides Bellamy not, you know, not playing uh, last year. But other than that, I mean, I don't see us, you know, getting beat like everybody think we're going to get beat because they haven't, they haven't shown that they can just go out and sling it down the field and make stuff happen. Yeah, they they've tried to sling it down the field, but uh, it misfired a little bit more often than uh, <laughs> yeah. you would think. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully that remains the case Saturday night. Um, I think uh, one more like thing, like specifically focused on defense and some of the changes that we we've talked about already. 
Jacoby Winman is a different animal at linebacker. You know, you, you put him on the edge. He wasn't getting to the quarterback. You put him in that linebacker spot. He's got the ability to delay blitz. He um, He's getting all of his turnovers from that position. Yeah. Um, he wasn't really getting much done in the as an end because, you know, you know exactly where he's at, and he's going to get tied up with your tackle right away. Mm-hmm. What, what's the – difference there is it just the ability to see the field um i know it's kind of this natural position michigan state's had injuries to petrowski and bogle and stuff like that what makes him so much better as a linebacker who's supposedly a pass rushing linebacker in playing that edge spot well you gotta think too so now he 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 has a he has a chance to move without being touched when the ball snaps you know, so now he can read and react because yeah. when he's down at the end, you know, it's pretty much either – and, and the way Michigan State plays the defense, you know, their ends really don't, don't have responsibility. They're just told to get it, you know, get up field and make something happen. So now with him being back in line, but he can see the field, he can read the field because he's a smart player, you know, mm-hmm. and have him on the edge, you know, you're taking him from one side of the ball. Now, now he got to chase the ball down. Now, if you put him in linebacker, now he can go sideline to sideline. He can pass drop. He can, you know, well, we call it green dog, but he can delay blitz. You know, he can do he can do a lot of other stuff. And then they can call defensive plays for him specifically so he can be involved in, in the pass rush, you know. And that'll help too because, like I said, we need we need help with a pass rush because we don't have a great pass rush. So when – Hey, you there? Okay, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, like, everybody want to call me when I'm on when I'm talking to you. <laughs> respect, man. I tell you what, I don't give any. Hey, speaking <laughs> of which, Michigan State ain't getting any of this week. <laughs> No, that, that that's no. called broadcasting. They they're not getting any respect. You know, I don't even know what the spread is. I didn't even look at. It. I heard twenty two dogs, twenty two and a half, twenty three point dogs, something like that. This yeah, is that's fine. This is, yeah, this is one of. The, I mean, they were right around that number in uh, twenty twenty. Granted, that Michigan team wasn't any good, but this uh, this game, you know, a lot of people are saying. If Michigan State wins, this could be the biggest upset. And it's like I've seen some pretty good upsets. I think I've seen worse Michigan State teams than the talent that Michigan State has right now on the field mm-hmm. beat teams from U of M that are better than this year's Michigan team. Because, like you said, they're a little more balanced, but there's nothing about them other than their offensive line and the running backs that make you say, oh, wow. You know, you don't have that game-breaker quarterback. You don't have – a game wrecker on defense so they do have a lot of talent on that end as well help me craft a path to victory you know what's one thing on offense what's one thing on or what's a couple things on offense or defense that Michigan State needs to do to pull off supposedly one of the biggest upsets in this in the history of this rivalry well I mean starting off well starting the first thing is special teams you know, we 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 have probably one of the best punt returners in the country, 
and Jay Reed, but he's not getting recognition because we had a couple of them called back, you know. So starting with special teams, you know, kickoff, kickoff return, we got we we have to control the field, you know, with with you know when when they're getting the ball. So we have to start with special teams, and that's the first thing, you know, field possession. So then as far as offense, I would say. Of course, we've been trying to find this all year. Is establish the run. We need to establish the run, which I would say, um, how are we going to do it? I don't know. We got three backs, so whoever's hot at the, at, the, at that time needs to keep getting the ball and not substitute and, and switch out and all this stuff. But then again, we have some of the best receivers that Michigan has faced all year. Yeah. So we have we have, I think we have on the best receiving cores, if not the Big Ten, but in you know. In college football, because we have some good, great receivers. But the thing about it is, we have to pass block. We have not yeah. been good at pass blocking all year long, and yeah. and that's what's hurting us real bad on offense. I, I know Peyton's trying to do a lot. You know, uh, he's a good quarterback, man. He's just a young kid that's trying to do too much because he see the flaws and he's trying to make it up for it with his feet and then trying to make the you know the tight rule passes. But if he just plays game, all we need is some good blocking. And I'm telling you, we'll give Michigan Michigan uh, trouble because now, mind you, Ron Bellamy is my good friend. I played against him in college, played with him in the pros, and I just want I want to see his DBs get whooped, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, so I can call him and tell. I just want to see his DBs get whooped, man, because they have not faced a receiver core like this. So if yeah. Payton gets, if Payton gets an opportunity to sit back and pick him apart, I I believe we have a good chance on on that aspect of offense. And far as defense. Man, we just got dollars and blitzes because, like I say, they're going to try to establish the run. They're going to run that way on play with a tight end. All you know, the tight end go yep. in motion and he comes back across. That's a run. It's, it's a way on play. Or he, if he comes back and he uh, and he um, he fakes the handoff, he's throwing it right back to the running back, or he's throwing the slant back to the uh, opposite side. So you know, you know what Michigan, you know what Michigan is going to run. It's just you have to stop it. You have to stop it. You you have to just you know. Stay with your game plan and not and not get overwhelmed because always oh, Michigan and I'm hyped, I'm overhyped, and you forget your your, uh, your responsibilities. Yeah, um, that, that's one of the things that uh, do, does kind of concern me, and you know we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. Like, t- tell me if I'm off base here, okay? With how I I kind of crafted it a little bit yesterday, uh, but I, I want you know the expert opinion, if you will. Because, you know, AI is my guy. I love him. I love him. But, I mean, he, he's a basketball dude, too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. if you're going to, I mean, on defense, at least, I think they need to try to, like, funnel the running, back, the running backs inside because I think that's your best opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think you're a little slower on the edges, especially when you move Deshaun Mallory over to defensive end when he's right. played tackle. During his career, you push him to the middle, you push him to borrow, you push him to Slade. I don't think Cal Halliday's good in pass coverage, but if you're running a 4-3, you've got that ability to push him up and uh, let Halliday be that run stopper as well. And I think, uh, you know, just try to avoid the off-tackle stuff. Force him to either go to the outside, going deep as far as uh, passing goes, or force him to try to run it up the middle try to contain the running backs, um, which is obviously just more difficult in this uh, in today's game. And on offense, you know, they need to establish the run, but I think they got to establish the pass first to set up the run. 
I like I said, it's a today's game type deal. I mean, I don't see Jay Johnson ever wanting to do that. You know, you see him run on first down. Okay, now it's second and nine. You see him run on second down, mm-hmm. and it's the first play of the game. Now Peyton Thorn has to go with his with uh, the defense having their ears pinned back, and it's like, okay, make a play or we're punting to a team that already scored on the opening drive. And I feel like that's kind of how the game's, I think, uh, to, you know, pass, to try to at least pick up a first down on the first uh, possession. Yeah, I mean, we have to go out and and, and establish ourselves. And I think what we, you know, on, on my end, I would think on offense, we need tempo, you know. Yeah. Um, we did it last year. Michigan wasn't ready for it. I'm pretty sure they practiced for it this year. And, you know, we've we've done it in a few games this year too. But if we go tempo, keep the big boys on the field, get them tired, and just throw the ball, man. I mean, yeah, get your first down run and, and you know, see if we can break something. But uh, other than that, let's get tempo. Let's let's get some quick passes in. Because Michigan, Michigan if you watch the secondary, they're going to sit soft. Yeah, they'll, they, they'll get up there and look like they're pressing. But – they're they're not finna go and get hands on because I'm telling you we have better receivers that they face bigger receivers. I mean Jay Reed is not the biggest, but he's fast, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, we need tempo, catch them off guard, you know. Then we can throw a, a draw play in there or a quick screen or something like that. But like I said, if, if if we can get tempo and get going, I think that'll catch Michigan on their heels to the point where now they need to adjust because we shouldn't have to adjust to their defense. Their defense should be adjusted to our offense. And I think that's yeah. what that's what we need. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like that's not what we've seen. No, not unfortunately. Um, Jay Johnson over the last two years is pretty much just. I know last year was, you know, K9's uh, mm-hmm. Heisman robbed moment, if you will. Um, but <laughs> what was that? I said I missed that guy. Oh yeah, me too. Um. By the way, two to one odds to win offensive rookie of the year. I got him at plus seven fifty though the other day before it changed. Really? So I'm excited about that. <laughs> but he uh you know, they ran it a lot with him, but when they threw the ball, it was often downfield. Two years ago, um, during the COVID year, it was the exact same thing. It was uh Ricky White's mm-hmm. one big game for Michigan State before he transferred, which he's having he's having some decent games out at UNLV. Um, I still like the winman for Ricky White trade more yeah. or less than that yeah. Michigan State's made. Um, you see, you, do you see Jay Johnson doing the exact same thing, just chucking it deep and saying, "One of you boys go get it." Well, you know, a lot of these office uh, office uh, coordinators, you know, they they have that special book, man, like the guy off um, off the movie with Adam Sandler, the football movie. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, oh, uh, Waterboy. Yeah. They, you know, they have their special book that they don't like to veer away from those plays. You know, yeah. they might throw a little kink in there here and there, but I see him coming out doing some other stuff because you got, Tyler, you got to think, we have nothing to lose. You yeah. know, so why not come out there? And I don't, you know, people used to complain about, we see so many flea flickers. I don't care if he flip, flea flicker every play. We have nothing to lose, man. If it's work and stick with it. Yeah. If we have nothing to lose. So, don't be so conservative to say, oh, well, you know, I know you want to play chess and say, okay, this defense coming in, so I'm going to run this, I'm going to run that. Brother, we have nothing to lose. So go on the trunk, get that old orange book, 
blow the dust off of it, and, you know, let's make something happen. Yeah, uh, should definitely be interesting. You know, I'm I'm hoping there's a, there's a couple opportunities for a Michigan running man have uh, Sandra Still and have that ability to uh, get him to switch on to Keon Coleman and just chuck that thing high. Um, <laughs> Let Coleman hurt. go get it against the guy who's my height. Um, but yeah, should should be an interesting game. It's been a miserable two weeks. I hate all the trash talk type stuff I'm I mean I'm 37 you know you want to brag a little bit at the end cool but let's just let's just get this thing over with and now we got to wait all day on Saturday as well exactly um you've uh hit, hit me with this what was what was your biggest introduction to this rivalry though uh you know before we let you go what was your your, your moment where you were like okay it means this much um, I think when we actually played them, like, so the week leading up to it, and then this is my freshman year, uh, the week leading up to the game, you know, just getting ready for it, you know, and Coach Saban was our coach at the time. And, like, everything just got, like, serious. It, it's, it always always been serious with him, but it even got more serious, you know, and, like, practice was more intense. Everybody was more focused. And the way the older players reacted to the fact that it was Michigan week, it it, it brought me into it. Cause, because I came from Florida when Florida and Florida State were the, were the big games for me. You know, I, yeah. grew up, I grew up a Seminole. You know, so transitioning from that to this and how the players looked at it and, 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 and how, you know, the, the Michigan players looked at it, you know, I had to buy into that because a lot of people, like I heard a little a statement from Whitman earlier, earlier today, you know, and it's it, – I'm pretty sure he has, like, the same feeling that you don't know how to feel until you start practicing for that game. Now, when you first come in, yeah, Michigan, we could play Michigan, you know. And when I first came out, I just looked at another game on the schedule. But leading up to that – that soon as the, that uh, game was over that Saturday, it automatically turned to Michigan week, you know. And just to see the older players that have been through it, that kind of grooms the younger players to be ready for it. Because if not, you're going there and you just – Think it's another game, and it's gonna be real intense, real emotional. You know, guys crying, guys yelling. You know, you, you never know what you're gonna get. But, um, but the thing about it is, you have to be ready. And the older guys kind of set the tone for the young guys, and that's what happened to me. That's how I got ready for the game. Yeah, all right. Um, so, gonna get your prediction, but I want to hit you with a prop at first. You know, over I'm win oh. now. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Okay, I'll get a score, but I want to hit you with prop at first. Over or under one and a half personal fouls for Jarrett Horst. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say, I would say over because somebody's gonna want to do something. Yeah, he, he's good for one a game. Yeah, and it's, but, it's emotional too. So you know, they're, they're, somebody's gonna do something stupid. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing. I'm I'm gonna go out on a, I don't know, my own little branch here. I'm gonna say last year's. I, I agree with the fouls that he's been hit with this year. The last the last year, the one against Michigan, I'm going to just say Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson was the instigator. So, yeah. Um, all right, hit me with that score. Um, I'm a, it's hard, man, because I mean, like I said, they're good this year. But uh, so if it's either going to be a wide open game or it's a close game, so I'm going to close game. Close yeah. game, I would say us. 
defense stand up a little bit, offense started putting putting points up on them. I mean, even though they got a good defense too. Yeah. I'll give us yeah, twenty one seventeen. Yeah, I'm if Michigan State wins this game, it's gonna be because they stop them in the red zone. Um if Michigan and, State uh, wins this game, you will see me streaking across the field because <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? It, at least you would wait until after the game. Yeah, I'll wait. Um, <laughs> do it in the middle of, man. It's already late enough. I got church <laughs> next morning. I, you know, I, I don't want to see any of those uh, delays. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, if they win this game, it's going to be because they hold them. Uh, I, I don't think Mich- I don't think Michigan's as good as people think because yeah. I think college football, the top tier in general, is down. Compared to, uh, brother, that's all. We just got to play our game. Don't yep. get caught up in emotion. Don't get caught up in the hype. No. Yeah, I, I, I've got Mich, I've got Michigan though. I, I hate to say it, and I just hope that I'm wrong. And so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 34 to 21. Okay. Uh, you know, at least at, at least I have us covering. I, I I see I see the path to victory. I just hope that look, you, you've heard. I mean, I've told you about my frustrations with Jay Johnson. I think uh, if if he calls a game that he's capable of, because he has called good ones in the past. Um, obviously, most of them were last year. Um, and it's not just because he was winning; it's because he wasn't running on third and four. He was using the receivers that he has, the talent that he has. Uh, on the perimeter, he still has that level of talent. He doesn't have it in the backfield. You've got to use Peyton Thorne's arm. I don't care yeah. if he throws it 50 times. I trust Peyton Thorne to make the right decisions if he's being utilized properly. And so Jay Johnson's capable of it. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But you have that – there's definitely an ability to beat him. So I think Michigan State at least covers. Yeah. I, but, I, definitely, uh, I definitely think they'll cover. Yeah, that, that's a big spread for this game. And look, here's the thing. I, part of me, though, in general, just thinks if it's not – if Michigan wins this game, I think it's going to be a blowout. If State wins, I think it's going to be close. So yeah. hopefully uh, hopefully um, you're right and I'm wrong and I look like an idiot <laughs> and I'll take my medicine then. Good, but, uh, hey, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, man, I appreciate you. Yeah, but uh, – Look, uh, we'll we'll recap all of this stuff uh, next week sometime. All right, cool. I'm I'll be out there early. Oh, yeah. Ha- have one for me. I will do. <laughs> uh, again, that's Thomas Wright from Michigan State Safety. I'm Tyler Hayward. This is Great Lakes Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast.